Yeah, so today I wanted to kind of operate a little bit as the moderator uh, of the session. Um, my name is Lovis. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm not that important. My uh, goal is to have uh, here Ennis present on the tokenomics 101 of Uniswap. Um, the paper was released a while ago, I think. How many weeks? I don't know. Two months ago, maybe something like that. One um, and I think a half, probably. Yeah, I think Uniswap is a really cool. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously pretty successful um, decks that many people have used, many people are familiar with, and so I'm excited to have Ennis walk us through the tokenomics of it, and then. Um, obviously, I think ask questions along the way, or if it's not that important that it needs immediate interruption, hold it till the end, and then we'll have some Q and A uh, after Ennis's presentation. Yeah, that Ennis, you have the floor. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Ennis, and today I will be your presenter of the Tokenomics Star Community Call, which is about Uniswap and its token Uni. So let's start with the what we will cover section. First, we will start with the Uniswap itself. What is it? How is it working? And after that, we will speak about the Uniswap versions. And then we will talk about Unitokonomics. And at the end, we have a Q&A session. So let's start with Uniswap. Uniswap is a decentralized exchange. It first started in Ethereum ecosystem. It's an automated market maker which users provide liquidity and the other users, swappers, can swap assets between those liquidity pools. It was created by Hayden Adams in 2018, and now it is worth more than $5.2 billion of total value locked. There are uh, 1 billion total supply of UNI token, and <clears throat> let's talk about its versions. First, uh, the Uniswap was only allowing uh, users to provide liquidity between ERC20 and ETH, which was created in November 2018. After that, in May 2020, they have the second version, which is allowing users to swap assets between ERC20 tokens and provide liquidity to that which uh, the most of the decentralized exchanges fork this uh, version of the Uniswap, and now there are more than 200 forks of it. And in March 2021, they have created the third version, which is uh, not open source and protected with some agreement. <clears throat> the main uh, concept of the version three is concentrated liquidity, which is like, you have to provide liquidity if you want, by the way, other than that normal, you can use it like the normal decentralized exchanges. You can provide liquidity between a price range. As you see there, there's an example which I found in Finematics. <laughs> Let's call the left uh, blue uh, image Bob and the red one Alice. So Bob decides to provide liquidity to Uniswap pool, which is eat and die pool. And we assume that uh, ETH price is $1,715. And he provides liquidity of all the money he has, like 10,000, which is 5,000 DAI and 2.85 ETH. And Alice decides to provide less capital and provides liquidity between 1,500 and 2,500 price of ETH, which uh, she will only earn 
money between the uh, fees between those curves. So she provides less capital around 1200 and the Bob decides to put all his capital in the pool. They uh, earn the same fee if the price is between 100 and 500 uh, 1500 and 2500 US dollars of ETH. And the beautiful thing is that the impermanent loss is a big problem of decentralized exchanges and causes some loss, uh, even though if you are a liquidity provider, sometimes if there's a big movements in the market, like if you are going into the bear market, if you are going into the bull market, doesn't matter. If there's a high price volatility, it causes most of the users to have suffer from the impermanent loss. But with uh, that, if you if in if a scenario that it price goes to zero, the Bob will lose all of the money, like ten thousand of his capital, which he provided to that pool between the curve. But uh, Alice will only lose the amount she provided, which is twelve hundred. But uh, she has still capital, and she can use it whatever she wants. But as we see in Bob's example he will lose all of the money he has. So it is uh, hard to use because most of the pro uh, person, people suffer from that uh, because it's not very clear how to use it. There are some YouTube educational videos about it, but if you are new to DeFi, it will be hard to use. <clears throat> so let's talk about the unit token. Uh, unit token was created in 16 September, 2020 which was, there are two main reasons to uh, create the unit token. One of them is to become a decentralized uh, protocol to help users participate in governance with unit tokens. And the other one is uh, SushiSwap's vampire attack, which let Uniswap loss a lot of uh, total value locked and liquidity because SushiSwap just forked the Uniswap version v2 and they have also added incentive mechanism of sushi tokens which uh, let users to move their liquidity uh, tokens to the sushi swap and the tokens are distributed mostly to the earliest users of uniswap which they were provided liquidity or if you have swapped assets in the uniswap etc and also there are some socks holders which is that uh, image as you see, it was an NFT. And if you buy one of those, they will send these Uniswap uh, socks as a gift to you. And the airdrop was very huge. Like they have sent more than 250,000 uh, addresses uh, worth around $1,200 of uh, worth of uni which is 400 uni <laughs> so the tokenomics of the uni is pretty simple you know there are not much to uh, there are not much complicated things at the uniswap they have only uh, distributed to the uh, users advisors team members and investors and there are no incentive mechanisms to users who are providing liquidity like if you provide liquidity to the Uniswap pools, you won't earn unit tokens. You will earn just the trading fees caused by the swaps. So the important 
thing to mention is like there is Uniswap protocol, which allows users to swap assets, provide liquidity, and there is Uniswap DAO, which is the governance, uh, the, which is the heart of governance of Uniswap. So the also treasury is governed by the community. <coughs> so now let's talk about supply. As we mentioned before, there are 1 billion total of Unitoken supply, which the 60% of it allocated to community members and 21.26% uh, of it to the team members and 18% of it to investors with a four-year vesting period and 6 point, uh, I'm sorry, 0 0.69 to advisors with a four-year vesting period. Uh, well, I think it's a very fair launch because they distributed most of the tokens to the community and the release schedules are not that bad, but let's uh, we will talk about the unit token and its utility at the next slide, which is not much. So uh, unit treasury, uh, the treasury only has uh, unit tokens uh, to pay the fee, uh, pay the pay to the team members their salaries, and they do not. The treasury doesn't generate any income from the trading fees, uh, which is a sometimes called a big problem for the uh, Uniswap team and the developers of it. But something like some people think it's okay because all of the trading fees goes to the LPs, and the protocol itself doesn't generate income with that. Also, the Unit Treasury owns Uniswap.ETNS name and sucks liquidity tokens that we have talked about it before. Um, governance to participate in governance, you have to own 1,000 worth of Uni to propose off-chain gov governance discussions in the Uniswap blog. If your uh, if your proposal is passed, then you need to propose it on-chain. But uh, you have to be, uh, your proposal has to be locked 2.5 million uh, uni tokens, which is, which, which is not only held by you, but people also uh, lock their tokens to your proposal. And <clears throat> so this is all I want to talk about the Uniswap, but there are some key points like people are wondering. So let's go to the Q&A session. So most of the debates going around, like if we are talking about a decentralized space, why is Uni's v3 version is not open source? Well, they have uh, an agreement which is to protect intellectual property of Uniswap. As we mentioned before, Uniswap v2 was forked more than 200 times, and they don't want to uh, let people fork the v3 version. And so this is only special for them. And so also there is a, uh, if you are providing liquidity to V3 pools, you will see that before V3, you were providing liquidity and you were receiving LP tokens, which is uh, all the DEXs are uh, providing to you. But with V3, users are now uh, having uh, LP NFTs to prove that they have own a liquidity in the price curve. So what is the 
uh, incentive of that. So uh, if you provide like a lot of users you are who are using V3 has different price curve uh, options. So to prove that you they have to they cannot give you LP tokens because LP tokens only uh, proof of the whole uh, curve. But with V3 you have to own a V3 uh, NFT. So those NFTs are tradable, by the way. So be careful if you see you can see them at the OpenSea. And one of the one of the users has provided around one hundred forty-seven thousand worth of uh, liquidity, but he sold his NFT for one ETH, which is a big problem for him. Uh, if we think like the ETH was two thousand. The it was worth two thousand dollars at that time, so he lost a lot of money with that uh, bad trade, we can say. And <clears throat> the last and the most important thing about the Uniswap debates going on is about fee switch. Uh, there is an ongoing discussion about the fee switch, which will be letting protocol to own ten percent of the pools, as you see there, the top pools, and. If they open the open the fee switch before in 365 day, they the total trading volume was 40 billion, 4.5 billion nearly, and total fees were was 78.2 million dollars. So if we have if they have opened the fee switch, they will earn this fees, 10% uh, of this fees, which will uh, worth around. 7.82 million dollars which will be very helpful to the protocol to grow more and to develop more but they didn't have any fee switch and the treasury doesn't own any percentage of the fees right now so it will be a big problem in case of the bear market as we see most of the protocols have uh, fired their employees and shrink their uh, team members but if they have opened the fee switch for the all of the pools, as we can see, like there are 1.2 billion dollars worth of fees collected by the liquidity providers, and the protocol will earn uh, 120.8 million dollars if they have opened uh, the fee switch, which is a very huge amount of money. Like they can use it to uh, incentivize holding unit tokens, maybe developing protocol more or helping a, the protocol to grow more, like having grants and etc. So that, that is my, uh, that is the end of my presentation. I can have your questions if you have any. Yeah, cool. Did you, so I've actually have a question. Well, I mean, if you guys uh, want to ask, just unmute and uh, cut in, or you can also post a question in the chat. Um, but then it's just a slide that you're on uh, right now. Did you uh, calculate these numbers, or did you find them somewhere? I have found them from the Bankman Styles newsletter. They have okay. published that. And I have also checked it from the uh, DeFi Lama itself to mm -hmm. see that if the numbers are correct or not. So can you explain how Uniswap is funding itself at the moment because none of the trading fees are going into the treasury, right? And I guess now it makes sense they have a they have a treasury of uni 
Um, but what did they do before? Like, how did they pay their bills before they had the uni token? Uh, mostly they have paid the bills by the investments that made to uni, early uni. Uh, oh. But also they have selling these uni tokens, which are allocated to the team members, and they will generate income with that. But other than that, they don't have any options to do that. Okay. So really, I mean, maybe it's fair to say that they were planning on launching a token, but then they just had to do it faster because of sushi swap. Yeah, definitely. So this this protocol income then, and if so in the last line all the way to the right, that hundred and twenty million would then be money that LPs do not receive, right? Yeah. So the, that, this amount of money wasn't going to the LPs, but to the protocol itself. You can think it like in sushi swap. If you own uh, Unitok, uh, I'm sorry, sushi tokens, you will stake the sushi tokens to receive X sushi. Which, if you hold X sushi, you will have the uh, income of 10% income of the total uh, fee provided, like in this uh, Uniswap. Yeah, this model. But they are talking about fee switch first to the provide, uh, how can I say, fees to the treasury, not to the uni holders. Maybe after oh. that, they will speak about uni holders. So at first, it will be a mechanism for uni to fund itself better. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The um, that anecdote that you told with the NFT, that the NFT is kind of the receipt for providing liquidity in version three. Yeah. Uh, if you provide liquidity, do you have the the protocol itself prints uh, mints an NFT, and this will goes to your wallet. And after you close your uh, LP, like if you receive your tokens, the NFT was going to burn. Okay, so without that NFT, you cannot get your money back. You cannot yeah. unlock the smart contract. Yeah, it is your proof that you are providing a liquidity. You can trade it if you want. Like you can send it to another wallet, you can sell it, but uh, yeah. But will the other wallet that buys it be, then be able to get your liquidity out of the smart contract? Yeah, yeah. Because the NFT represents your stake at the LP pool. If you like, like think think it as like it's, it's that way. If you okay. provide a liquidity worth of ten thousand dollars and you accidentally sell it for one ETH, like mm. okay, you will receive one ETH, but you have lost your ten thousand worth of LP tokens. Which right. is transferred to the buyer. I mean, it's kind of a cool system, but it's also scary, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you can also transfer your LP tokens to another wallet if you yeah. if you know how to uh, send them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you should just not go on OpenSea and sell it to a stranger unless that's what you're intending. Yeah, one of the users, earliest users of the V3, did that, as I mentioned before. He has uh, 147,000 worth of uh, liquidity, and he sold that for one ETH because he didn't know that the V3 was, that these NFTs were representation of your uh, amount you provided liquid to the pool. So he lost yeah. a lot of money. 
Yeah, that could have definitely happened to me. <laughs> what would you say is like a negative aspect of turning on the fee, the fee switch? Yeah, they will probably lose some of the liquidity because and there are a lot of uh, centralized exchanges out there, but Uniswap has Uniswap is one of the uh, largest with total value locked in Ethereum ecosystem. And if you open the fee switch, LPs will uh, earn less, so they will try to uh, look for another ways to uh, gain more. But as they don't think that is an important amount of users because the the money it generates to the protocol is bigger than the loss of the users, I guess. <clears throat> Does anybody else have uh, maybe experience using Uniswap and has a question regarding? I personally think that the UI the UI is not ideal. <laughs> I've actually I've actually switched to Balancer once I became aware of it from one of our community talks. Um, but I don't I don't trade a whole lot, so I'm sure they they're not gonna miss me. Probably because there are a lot of liquidity in that pools. So yeah, I just was annoyed by having to re-sign the the use of like my USDC every five seconds and otherwise I wouldn't be able to trade. That was, I think it's just a small glitch, but it makes it very annoying. Yeah, guys, any questions for Ennis? Or is this just so eloquently explained? Oh, look, here's one. This, uh, yeah, no, don't apologize for any beginner questions for Flor Florent. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, he says, uh, sorry if this is a beginner question, but is there any disincentives for making proposals? Uh, meaning, what happens at this, uh, what's happened to the stake tokens if your proposals are not accepted? Any fee taken or any, uh, or you simply get them back? Uh, you will pay the fee of the network itself, but your tokens are not going to discharge. Okay, so for making governance proposal, you just um, you have to stake, but if it's not accepted, then you just un unstake basically. Yeah, you, it's it's released. Your yeah. you will get your tokens back. I think that's usually the model, right, on most governance systems. Yeah, because nobody wants to lose their tokens if their yeah. proposal is not accepted. So right, it would be a big problem for decentralization. Yeah, that nobody would want to ever make a proposal. Yeah. Um, there's another one from Makizi. Um, what is the relationship between Uniswap and SushiSwap? Because SushiSwap is a is forked from Uni. Yeah. Uh, the SushiSwap emerged as the fork of Uniswap, and with when they uh, forked the Uniswap, they have added incentive mechanism mechanism, which is. Uh, if you provide liquidity to SushiSwap, you will also earn uh, Sushi tokens. But in Uniswap, if you provide liquidity, you won't earn any uh, Uni tokens. And this is the relation. Like the, when SushiSwap did this, it attracted a lot of attention, and it they attract a lot of liquidity from Uniswap itself. Yeah. Yeah, Makizi, it goes back to um, version two of Uniswap being completely open source, right? So anybody 
with uh, not, not technical knowledge would be able to make a perfect copy of it and just open up their own exchange. And that's essentially what Uniswap did. The, the difference is they added on that sushi token. So, but there's no relation, like there's no business relationship between the two. It was actually an attack in a way. Yeah. All righty. Guys, have any more questions? Any more? Um, is Firefly still with us? No, he's not. He, maybe he could have taken us some off topic to another interesting part of Web3. <laughs> <laughs> I think Flo is writing a quest. Yeah. You can also unmute Flo if you. I think he's so shy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just to thank you guys, but I, I need to run. Oh, um, I just want to say thanks for the great presentation. Thank you, Flo. Yeah, go to bed. It's late in Australia. Yeah, that's it. Meetings tomorrow. All right. <laughs> bye. See you. Bye bye. Well, cool. Well, I mean, we don't have to drag it out unnaturally any longer. Uh, and this, I think it was really clear and to the point. Um, I think that's the beauty of Uniswap that it is a pretty simple system, but it yeah. works really well. Um, and I think it also goes to the whole thing with. You don't need. You don't even necessarily need a token to be successful in Web three, right? I mean, Uniswap was the biggest DEX before they ever launched a token. Um, I think it's fair to say that they're doing better now having it. But um, yeah, really good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening, guys. <laughs>